Thanks for joining us this week on the show. I know you're going to get so much out of this conversation today with Matt Travis, who has been passionate about movement and fitness for years. But through his own personal experience, he really tuned into the power of nutrition and mental well-being. So if you're a busy mom, you might be in his sweet spot. He's been helping busy moms and busy working women in his gym for years. But for men, women, parents or not, there is so much value in this conversation. Time to release the weight, carve out a minute for yourself, and enjoy the conversation. Thanks for joining us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Would you like to make more of your meditation practice? What if there was a tool that maximized your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity and strengthen your resilience to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that shares positive images, affirmations, and motivation in a method that literally wires your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button. See a sample video and sign up for your free trial. You can take 10 days to find out how the power of personalizing your own motivational videos by adding images from your photo library will bring you even greater benefits. I know you're going to love this tool. It's become one of my favorite go-tos and an important part of my daily routine. Head over to happifiedlife.com to start off happy with Positive Prime. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week on Happified for my conversation with Matt Travis. Matt is a rapid transformation therapist practitioner with a master's in health. He is a mental fitness coach, a certified functional strength coach, precision, precision nutrition, easy for me to say, pro coach, certified wild fit coach, and functional movement specialist. So if you've got questions about how we move through this world, this guy is the place to start the conversation. <laughs> he helps driven high-performing mothers and women professionals release any of their mental, emotional, or physical weight that is stopping them from le le living their best life so they can have more energy, confidence, and consistency in creating sustainable health, body, and lifestyle transformations. Because we don't have time for the stuff that doesn't work. And I know we're gonna get into why a lot of that stuff doesn't work. So Matt, yep. thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah, we're gonna go uh, deep today. 
It is my total pleasure, Susie. <laughs> it is it is so exciting. I love being here. I love hanging out with you. And yeah, we're going to get real today, folks. And <laughs> clearly you are like myself. I, I would be a career student if I let myself. Once I went back and studied holistic health, I was like, yep. I'd love to get a master's in public health. Like we need to bring this conversation forward yeah. because people think it's kind of inaccessible. So I love that you have this breadth of training certifications and a master's in health. Yeah. What kind of led you on this whole path of exploration? Yeah, I, it's just like you said, we love learning. <laughs> we uh, and honestly, it, it's sometimes to a detriment. It's like you you can. So I had to tell myself, stop being a professional student. Stop being <laughs> like you need to go and apply all of this stuff. And I love getting in the trenches and playing with it, and you know, using all these different tools in, in the sandbox and just trying different things. But really, it just started with a love of physical movement and teaching others how to move well. Uh, and that was an undergrad in, in physical education and health and then moving into coaching youth athletes. And I found a lot of them just didn't move well. And there was, that's a lot of why injuries occur. So I, I was like, I need to go into the strength and conditioning world and I need to learn all about that and functional movement. And then I fell in love with that. So I just was like, let's open a gym. And I knew nothing about business. So that was an interesting endeavor. Just at the beginning, I was like, when I opened it, I was like, oh, I need to learn how to bring people in. But, you know, going through that, I started to have more, um, you know, adults and, and moms coming into my fitness facility. And I just fell in love with working them because like working with them, because when they get healthy and happy, it like creates a ripple effect throughout the entire rest of the family. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a super unique thing. And I just was like, I love this. This is what I want to do. And what I found was that I could help them move well, but I couldn't always get them to come to the fitness facility. I couldn't get them to get on board with eating a you know, specific way. And it started to raise that question of how do you have a transformation that sticks? How, you know, where does this really all start? And it starts in the mind with behavior change. And that's when Oh my goodness. Like the, the, the wheels <laughs> fell off the bus and I really just, I, I went into a complete, uh, cycle of just digging so deep into the mind and emotion and feeling and all of that stuff over the past 10 years and really understanding what it takes to get actual results. And like you said, keep them, which is the number one key. Yes. And I love that you brought that up, the power of the ripple effect, because I'm really passionate about that. Um, there are so many ways in which we see, you know, we don't just take care of ourselves when we feel better and do better, but it's the yeah. people that we relate with. And then the second and then the third degrees, it's three degrees totally. of impact. So, I mean, easily within a family, you can see that, but just moving throughout the world. So let's start with why? Why is it so hard for moms to show up for themselves when they know everything that they're going to have to show up for? Like, doesn't it? Okay. So, and some of these are sort of like, I, I know the answer, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah. Why do we feel like we can keep giving to other people without putting ourselves first? I think there's so many levels to this. We probably could do a whole podcast just on this one question. You asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> You asked that question. So <laughs> I've worked with hundreds of thousands of people and I've had conversation, like I've had thousands of conversations and 
the beauty in that is I've been able to listen and really, really pay attention and really dig into what, what it is, right. To, to really answer your question on a very uh, deep level. So I think the first piece of the puzzle is thinking about what it's like to have a child. Like when you, you know, for any of you listeners that have had a child, like you, you give birth to this child and from the moment you look at them in your mind, you're like, you don't say this out loud usually, but you're like, I will do whatever it takes to ensure that you have a great life, like that everything is, is good for you. And then you just go and you are, uh, especially for like the first year, you're just holding on for dear life, right? The not sleeping, um, you're feeding them, but usually you're like, Oh, if I can just, you know, eat really fast. So then I can feed them, you know, you're on like this time regimen where you're, you're really focusing on, uh, a, a whole nother human and their needs. And a lot of times, because it's, it seems so intense in the moment, you, you, your natural reaction is, oh, I need to do this first and then, right. And you're always the, and then. Yep. I'll get so back that's, to me. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> kind of where I think it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless you shift back to that balancing piece, I don't like to think of balance because it is a balancing act. It's a, you know, it's work. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I an think integration. It's a destination. It's a downfall. But if we think it's a process of discovery. Okay. So, so understanding Absolutely. the balance yeah. is not a destination. <laughs> For sure. Ex- exactly. So it's, but I think a lot of times when, you know, the kids start getting older and they don't need you to be on top of it all the time a lot of times we don't go back right we have that we've we've now hardwired those um you know neural pathways in our brain that are like i this is my role this is what i do these are what my habits are and it's showing up and taking care of my kids and doing all this thing and that thing and making sure this is good and that is good and drive them here and drive them there and if you think about what happens though within that process it's you know it's a slow downward spiral for for that individual and and it's usually not until they hit that extreme pain or the health issue or uh the weight has come on massively or whatever it is right any chronic health issues stuff like that that they're like wow things have been out of balance for a long time right they've been out of balance for a long time and what do i do now I don't even know where to start. So, and when you're trying to change that behavior, it's, it's understanding how to change behavior, right? Because a lot of us will just like, you know, new year's, new year's hits and they're like, I'm going to start a diet, you know, I'm going to do three diets. I'm going to join two gyms. Right. I'm going to make a list. And as soon as I get to there, then I'm going to do it all. Exactly. So it's helping break it down piece by piece, mini habits, not overwhelming, not trying to throw it all. Um, I'd say one of the biggest mental constructs I, I, I help people break through is the all or nothing habit yes. rather. And so what we shifted to is always something versus all or nothing. Uh, we Hold can totally, on, we can totally that. That's go, my yeah. bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Ditch the all or nothing and move yep. to always something. Yeah. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And, and that's really where like, 
helping get into the, you know, the mental saboteurs and the judge in our head and all of those things. Cause I think a lot of times, and this leads into one of the bigger pieces that it's like, if I, if I focus on myself, then I'm taking away time that I could be focusing on all the other people in my life. And so at the most granular level, what I've realized is that it's, it's a, it's an enoughness piece. And enoughness comes in two forms. It comes in the self-love, self-worth form, right? On the on this side. And then it's also the confidence and capability on this side. And it's it's really, really powerful when you start to realize, wow, like I put everybody before myself. Why do I do that? And when I started doing rapid transformation therapy with people, it opened up a whole new can of worms where I started to really understand where this enoughness and this food piece and the exercise piece and self-care and like all it just it like it's like one of those can of worms you literally open it up it's like boom <laughs> and it just you know it's just like uh then you, you gotta really, pull it all apart yeah yeah you, you it's really opening up and pulling back those layers of the artichoke to get to the heart of the issue Ooh, i like the artichoke analogy we all get stuck on the onion artichoke is better Little pointy, I started but using it. Yeah, I started using it just recently. I'm glad you <laughs> noticed. <laughs> I started using it because I was like, when you get to pat the layers of the onion, you get more onion. And I don't know if anyone's ever just tried to bite an onion. It's pretty, it's pretty gross. Uh, but the middle of the artichoke is actually really delicious. <laughs> it's worth the effort, right? It's, it's worth, worth the, the effort. effort. So, Especially so, that really thorny stuff. Just when you're yeah. almost there, it gets intense. It, it, new level, it, new devil kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> And it's, and it's a heart, like the middle of it's called the heart. So I just thought that was a better way of saying it. You can take that. Oh my gosh, we're going to get a lot of keepers out of this. We just got started. But I love that you're recognizing the difference because I definitely see, and this is something that I really try to shine a light on and what I'm creating and sharing is that worthiness piece that so many of us, we look outside for that to be reflected back. And until yep. we have it recognized that we are already there, we're not gonna see that reflection. Totally. But that confidence and capability is not, so confidence isn't part of worthiness, but it's a balance. It's another aspect of that part that then we get the foundation and recognize Absolutely. the world's gonna keep on turning, but we get to bring a lot more to the table when yep. we come from that, wherever yeah. we are on that balance process. <laughs> totally, and I think a lot of us try to willpower and grit it too. And like, right. we haven't actually done the inner work that we need to do to really, get into that space where our where where we're actually aligned with what we choose i find a lot of people like pick a diet or pick an exercise program or pick something but it's not actually in in alignment with their beliefs their identity yeah. their values their standards their habits all of these things so it really doesn't line up and of course that's a, just a recipe for not continuing to to keep going with it right and and so when you decide to step into something, it's important to make sure that this thing is in alignment with who you are at a core level. Because if we're not going to do it, right, if you're not going to show up and take action and do it and get the results, then it's, it's never going to, it's never going to stick. A lot of people, I think one of my biggest challenges with when I'm working with people is helping them understand that uh, a diet is not a quick fix thing. Like if you're trying to do a quick fix diet, don't, <laughs> just don't folks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
just don't do that because it's not it's not helpful it's it's thinking okay what are the little lifestyle shifts that i can make what is going to align like because when you look at your hierarchy of values right a lot of times the value of taking care of others comes before yourself and that's kind of what puts you into that place and i learned that the hard way uh when i was running my fitness facility and being a full-time teacher and uh, and I just had my first child and it was just so much. And I realized that I was putting myself at the bottom and it, it ultimately led to si chronic sinus infections and then ultimately destroying my entire gut health. And I realized that I didn't have a choice at that point because I was so sick and I was so out of whack that I had no choice but to make my highest value self-care. Like it had to be, it was a non-negotiable or I wasn't going to be around for my kids and I wasn't going to be around for people. So making yourself a self-care is not selfish. You probably, you know, that could be another bumper sticker, but it's true. And it's, and it's getting, and it's knowing that you're enough to take care of yourself, put your oxygen mask on first so that you can help others. It's imperative and they're going to love you more for it. And you're actually demonstrating to them as well. You're, you're becoming yes. the role model, right? Making change. We are healing some generational stuff here. Absolutely. People. We are demonstrating to our younger generation that they are worth enough to put themselves first because how do they learn that if they, all they see is this complete, you know, selfless giving and overwhelm. And thank you for sharing a bit about your own experience too. And, and these recognitions that you had to grapple with because I've had other guests on my show who are like, I was in the health industry. I was doing everything right. And I still got sick. I still had a heart yeah. attack. You had some chronic health issues that a so lot of common. people might have said, oh, gut issues, sinus, you know, it's life. I can't fix it. Right. And a lot yeah. of people get to this. It isn't broken enough yet. I'm going to power through. I'm not going to mm -hmm. get to the root of this. I'll take some decongestants and some antacids and keep yeah. showing up for work on Monday. How did you... Or do you, when you see this coming up for your clients, help them recognize like, it feels like too much to start making changes right now, but this is exactly when, like, this is the easier way. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo I love that point too. And I say the best time to change is when things are going crazy around you. Like most people don't want to jump into a program, don't want to make the changes when, when uh, things are crazy. But if you think about it, and this is, this is really, really important, you, you are what your lowest standards are. You will get what your lowest standards are and whatever they are, right? And this is, this is so big. It's like when I started to realize like whatever I do when things hit the fan, when things get really hard, whatever I do in those moments are really, that's the level of the results that I'm going to get. A lot of people have these huge goals, these grandiose things, but they're going to get whatever their lowest standards are. So I don't like rules. I don't know if any of you are like me. I don't like rules. I throw like, and especially like when I was getting certified to work with women, it's like, there's tons of rules for women, right? Why would we be adding more? It's a horrible idea rather than empowering them to set quality boundaries and standards for themselves quality boundaries and standards for yourself that are going to align with the life that you want to have and it's not selfish it's something where you have lowest standards in every area of your life you have lowest standards for the food you put in your body 
how you move, what kind of sleep quality you get, your bank account, your relationships, your parenting, every, everything. Like every area of your life, you have a lowest standard. And when you really look at it and you're like, wow, what's my lowest standard in this thing? You know, what's my lowest standard in that thing? Like if we're just talking about, I work with a lot of people around food, you know, when, you know, is it usually you're just stopping off at Dunkin' Donuts and is that your lowest standard, you know, or, you know, is it uh, fast food every night or whatever, you know, whatever that lowest standard is, is where you will get. But I will say, where it gets tricky folks is when you've gotten sick enough. So if in my particular position and a lot of the clients I work with, when you get so sick and you're trying to recover, your standards have to become a lot higher from then on out. Right? Like, so I found that my lowest standard because I destroyed my gut health so badly like just with so much antibiotics and, and just, it was complete dysbiosis. I mean, I went from 200 pounds, uh, I'm a six, three, 200 pound guy. And I dropped to 165 in three months and I couldn't digest food. Well, I, I, I was, I was not okay. Um, but it put me on a path to actually learn an insane amount about the microbiome and gut health. But when you're thinking about your standards, it's much easier to to raise your lowest standards in a place of joy and empowerment and excitement rather than a place of fear and sickness and desperation and, you know, frustration and all that. And a lot of people have to, unfortunately, a lot of people have to get to that place of rock bottom or pain in order to make a change. We do. We do. And I think, um, and you touched on it too, you know, we come from this mentality, I'm a good Midwestern girl, where you got to make it on your own, you got to pull yourself up and power through, right, you know, and, and asking for help is not encouraged. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and like you said, too, uh, a lot of times we say, okay, when I get to New Year's Day, when I get done with this project that's totally kicking my butt right now, then I'm going to make all the changes that I need to. And that list yep. is enormous. And then you're overwhelmed by the time you get there. You're like, totally. really? I was going to do all of that? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go yeah. to bed. <laughs> exactly. But I do want to, um, I've got so many ideas, so I don't want to lose track of these. And then we'll come back. We'll make yeah. sure we come back to all these little popcorns that you're getting to. You mentioned taking that deep dive into um, gut dysbiosis and mm. health. And being that I love to geek out on stress, I'd love your take on what are people missing about that connection? How is stress part Huge. of the problem? It's not just antibiotics, which are a big part of the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's antibiotics. There, there's a couple things that can really mess with the, the lining of your gut. So, um, <clears throat> what I've learned and I I've spent 40,000 plus hours folks. Like when I got sick, I, I felt like I was on a mission to learn everything I could learn, not just for me, but for all the future clients I ever had. And what I learned is that there's the main things that are causing issues with our, with our gut lining, which is causing things like leaky gut and um, immune system issues and autoimmunity and all this stuff. But so, so if, if we were to kind of lower certain things or remove certain things, I found that, of course, antibiotics, I've learned, we take those only in emergency situations. Like I don't actually need them for sinus infections. Sinus infections suck. And 
most of the time you can do things to work your way through it. But things like uh, NSAIDs, like Advil and things like that can also cause problems. But I found when, when we were thinking about the top three, these tended to be the top three in all the autoimmunity books I was reading was stress. Absolutely is causing a big issue. And I'll get into my stress story in a second, but, uh, and then it's gluten is causing a lot of issues. It's unput, it's unbuttoning these tight junctions and in, in our gastrointestinal lining. And then it's also, um, refined sugar and, and just sugar in general is feeding the bad bacteria in our gut. It's its number one food source. So when we are trying to improve our health and our well-being, and we have all of these receptors, like a lot of people don't really get the connection between our, our, our mind and our feelings and our emotions and our gut. That is the stuff that we don't talk about. And it's, and it's, it's probably it's the stuff that is, was the darkest point for me, right? The bloating sucks. The acid reflux sucks. All that stuff is, is really crappy. And I'd say the depression, the anxiety, uh, I'd never experienced panic, panic attacks before. And I started getting some of those it's, there's such a huge connection between your gut and your, your, your mental well-being. And this is oh, so overlooked. So I'm so, so glad overlooked. you're drawing yeah. this connection because yeah, it's huge. Bring in the woo, it's all connected, and science is finally catching up with it. But yep. our gut health has so much to do with the neurotransmitters of feeling good and being happy. But it's I mean, everything. you were you were in the space of taking care of your health, and still stress was enough to tip the scales, and suddenly 100%. you're feeling like you haven't ever before. So absolutely, wow, I, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I was also I. And this happens to a lot of people. I thought I was eating healthy. Um, you know, you, you have this idea. I think we all have this idea based on what the world is telling us is healthy. And it wasn't until I, you know, got certified and I just started really understanding nutrition and what I'm putting in my body and all of those things that changed the game for me and really understood, like I was skyrocketing my, you know, so something that I was eating that I, I'll give you an example of something I was eating that I thought was healthy, right? I was, I was eating uh, Ezekiel bread, which is a really good, you know, sprouted bread. Uh, and I was making uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches, but that was something that was like a staple in my diet as a coach. Like, you know, when I was coaching, this was before, this is circa 2010 folks. Um, but I, I mean, that was massively skyrocketing my blood sugar, like, and my insulin release and like all that stuff. And I just didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I've gotten so deep down this rabbit hole that I'm way more understanding and knowledgeable. And, you know, I feel like back then I was, I knew a ton about functional movement and all that stuff, but until I got the understanding of the nutrition and the mindset and even the subconscious mind that was when things actually shifted and i'm actually able to deliver true transformation for people and i want to speak to the stress piece of this because the thing that went for me first right like in all the books of on autoimmunity that i've read they they talk about the idea of like a chain like the thing that goes first like if 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 you were to pull your weakest link, like what would that be? So for me personally, working full-time as a teacher, running a gym, brand new child, all these things, my adrenals went like 
down, 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 like uh, past fatigue. Like it was, uh, it was just a, it was something I couldn't even, I can't put to words because unless you've ever felt like true, like adrenal fatigue, like, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm tired, you know, but what I was doing is I was, uh, and I hadn't done this before, but I started drinking coffee and that's a bad idea (laughs) is what I learned. Like that was, uh, something where I was not paying attention to my body getting tired. And I was like, I can go, I can go, I can do this. My, you know, my mental hyperachiever was like, go, go, go. And, uh, I was like, I can do coffee, I can drink and I can teach. And then I can go and run my gym and blah, 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 blah. And my adrenals, by the time my gut health was destroyed, like my adrenals were shot. And when you have, when your adrenals are shot, you tend to crave sugar more as well, which is something else I've learned on top of the dysbiosis that I had with the gut bacteria. And, um, I found that the first thing I needed to let go of, and just for those of you that are listening, you don't have to let go of coffee. If that's something that's freaking you out right now, listening to this episode, you're like, oh my God, please don't say coffee. Uh, (laughs) So don't worry, folks. Uh, But (laughs) bottom line is um, I had to, I had to massively reduce and and specifically for me i decided to remove coffee for for a year and just really let my body let my body and my adrenals recover and and give give myself a chance to to really give that full shake of recovery i did other things but i think for me personally being the adrenals were my weakest link and and reduce it was really learning how to control my stress and improve and and removing the coffee and and some other things which were huge uh i fell in love with yoga at that point in time i was not a yoga guy and then i got into that as well which really helped me to energize myself in a slow flow way so Mm, and i think too i don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because i still want to come back to the conversation and and you know as i was introducing you we were talking about how you help people work through their weight issues internal Mm -hmm. and external yep um yeah when people again i could never give up coffee i can't meditate all of these things i can't i don't that's not me um yoga is a powerful way to promote mindfulness if you can't mm-hmm. sit still and let your mind like just release attachment to those thoughts yoga's a, i mean that's really the beauty of the practice is that yeah. it's all a practice every day you show up and you see where you are and how you are right we've got to totally check in. yeah as a strength and conditioning coach i i was not thinking like that like i was like oh i have a, I own a gym i have all this equipment but i was so messed up i was so fatigued and this i think the ironic and probably saddest part of it is I had every piece of equipment I could ever imagine growing up. Uh, and, and, uh, and it was all right there in my fitness facility and I couldn't, I couldn't strength train hard. I couldn't do any of that stuff. I, I turned to yoga in desperation and I found a place where I could learn how to functionally move my body, but also create stability and mobility and create, uh, learn how to use my breath better. Like there was a lot of beauty in it. Um, but yeah, a lot, I, I, of course probably would have never found it if I hadn't, uh, had that all happen, unfortunately. 
necessity is the mother of invention, right? In a lot of ways, yes. like when you're willing yeah. to, to, it's hard to push pause, especially if you're the moms in the audience, right? Like ha, yeah. <laughs> a lot of luck there. Yeah. But again, you know, when it's all falling apart around you, something's got to shift. So it's mm -hmm. a great time to start finding out what's going to work for you. Because even if it works sure. for you, then it's going to work for you. Yep. moving forward you can carry yeah. it with you it's going totally. to be a part you have to start finding ways to put yourself first um but i do want us to explore a little bit again like within the parameters of the time we have available you might just have yeah. to come back or um y'all will be excited to know matt is going to be launching a show soon so you'll be able to tune in for as much as you know you want to stream and we'll have yeah. that information in the show notes so you can check that out as that evolves and develops um what is this connection? Because I am so furious when we see the conversation of weight boiled down to this debunked, I don't even know how many which ways that it's tied to calories. That's yeah. such BS and people, again, are losing their feeling of worth and their faith in themselves. They're losing that confidence and capability piece because they've tried so many different ways to address this issue of weight and they feel nothing yeah. but frustrated and stuck. So I'd love yeah. to yeah find a little light yeah i the common the common piece of advice folks so let's get real the common piece of advice is move more and eat less and calories are calories and it's just please if you take nothing else away from us today it's just not that this is not the case right there's so much more. And if we think of, if we go to the most granular cellular level of just food, right. And, and us as, as human beings, I've been studying the human body for over 20 years and just understanding the complexity of what a human being is and what we were meant to eat and what we were, you know, how we were meant to move and all of those things. And when we really think about how, you know, our thousand year old, million year old ancestors were, were being, right. They were moving, they were hunting, gathering, foraging, all these things. And there wasn't calories counting going on, right. It's, that's not the thing. Calories is a, it's, a, it's the energy that the food is giving you right now. Some people have um have developed over a period of time or maybe have were, were you know came on the planet with this specific issue because of uh you know things your parents have had but it's when your your body becomes resistant to insulin right so basically you're eating food it's creating a blood sugar spike right and a lot of times food that are higher in um you know uh processed carbohydrates and, and refined sugars and things like that, they're going to spike your blood sugar more. And therefore the insulin buses come on in, let's take the blood sugar to the cells. Here we go. And it gets the cells and the cells are like, no, man, we've done this a million times. Like you, we're burnt out. There's no more, there's no more allowed in the cell. It's like the bouncer at the bar, right? There's no, can't come in. No. Um, so they kick it back out. And then of course, blood sugar remains high. And then you, you have to create more insulin and you're just slowly beating away at that over and over again. And 
it's creating this blood sugar roller coaster. And that's why you're probably hungry a lot of the time. That's probably why you're craving more things. Um, and once we can get off that blood sugar roller coaster and stop, you know, getting kicked out of the cells and, uh, you know, stop storing all of that as fat, then, then we can actually have some true physical change and really just more importantly, uh, a health transformation and weight release. And I choose my words wisely folks. And we'll talk about that in a second, but weight release is a side effect of optimal health. That's what it is. So you will feel mentally, physically, and emotionally better when you, when you look at it from, I want to be healthier. Weight release will happen. It absolutely will. And the reason I don't say weight loss a lot of the time when I'm talking, sometimes I have to use it in my marketing because people really like key into that word. But I'd like to think of it this way. When you lose anything else in your life, it's actually usually a negative thing. If you think about it, loss in any other platform is not great. So weight loss is the only thing that people want to lose, right? And then secondly, if we lose something, we don't, we can find it. So I would much rather release it. So it goes away forever. So that is the reason. Um, uh, and actually what I've caught, what we're calling our podcast is release the weight and rise. So it's all about the releasing the mental, emotional, and physical pieces of this. And the mental and emotional pieces, I would say, is just as important as the science, the very short synopsis of the science I just broke down for you. Um, but yeah, it's just paying attention, eating real foods, looking at food sensitivities. All of these things are going to be key and it's way past the realm of calories. It's way past it. Yes. And as you're explaining that process of the way that our blood sugar spikes, um, cortisol does the same thing. Absolutely. So again, the way that stress can affect our gut health, stress also impacts and can lead to insulin resistance because cortisol totally. makes our body think we need that fast energy to get away from the tiger in the bush that isn't there anymore. And then where does it have to go, right? We're Absolutely. sitting at a desk, we're not metabolizing those hormones yep. and the sugar's up. So, so that adds to it. Um, and yeah, it is also connected. And also I love to geek out on environmental health too, because chemicals have affected my health in the past. Yep. And we don't recognize or give credence to the fact that the products we bring into our homes that we're cleaning our homes with or using yeah. the shower also, you know, there are classes of chemicals that some people call obesogens because it changes mm. the way our cells hold and store fat. Yeah. Exactly. Because toxins are held, many kinds of toxins are stored in fat and our body's like, nope, we don't want it. We're going to yeah. lock it away over here. Yeah. It's a protective mechanism. It's amazing how the human body does that. Right. And then people start to release weight or they go on a detox. They start to open up those stores. They feel like crap. Crap. Yep. And then they're like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm off. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. health trip. I don't yeah, want they no think more of this. There's like something's wrong. It's because it, <laughs> it's because you did it too fast, right? And the body can't handle that. Like it's just too too fast, too soon, too quick. It's just it's too much. And we gotta think of our body as like we're here to protect it, right? We're here to, and it's trying to protect you. That's why it yes. stores all the toxins, and everything's in your in your fat cells, so that you don't get hurt, so exactly. you can live longer. 
the liver can only do so much, especially if we're having the wine so after work and the coffee yeah. to get us into the two, exactly. three o'clock slump, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. liver's like, whoa, yeah. whoa yeah. we're good. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> um, awesome. I really love that. And I like exploring the connection to as within, so without. I've had a guest on my show and part of my summit, Mel, talks about clutter, internal yep. mental clutter yeah. and physical clutter, the way it shows up in our world. And weight, emotional baggage. Yeah. And that's stuff that rides around on our hips, right? There are so many fascinating connections when we recognize that that holistic approach that not just zeroing in on the one thing we think we need to change because it's the physical yeah recognition totally when we take that all-around approach and say what makes me feel better short diatribe here tell me what you think about this whole self-care again i mean you said earlier self-care isn't selfish but it's been so appropriated in marketing Yes. Pitches lately, Absolutely. right? And people are like, ugh, bubble baths and scented candles. Like, that's not my jam. I don't have no. time for self-care. Or I've talked with some busy moms and they say, I'm finally sitting down for five minutes at the end of the day. I don't want to think about something that's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Help warm people up to this self-care actually has its its benefits. It's 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 stopping thinking that self-care is something that you have to do right? Like you have to like go and do this thing. Like no more rules on self-care. Huh? Yeah, Back to the yeah rules exactly. Thing. Get rid of the rules. It's what's your <laughs> lowest standards throughout the day? Like here's a, here's a extremely relevant, uh, very functional tip. So if you think about your whole day and uh, I'm just breathing is one of my favorite self-care, like conscious breathing is one of my favorite self-care things. And it's very, uh, simple, I would say simple, not easy. Yeah. Uh, because like, like you said, like I just sat down, right? So when you sit and I'm saying no more than two minutes, folks, one minute, if you need to make it even that short and it's just sitting, closing your eyes for a minute and just taking some deep belly breaths, right? Breathing in and breathing out and just feeling the body in that moment and just doing that you know, let's say you just took one minute, five times a day, right? Just to step back for a second, you're going to recharge your battery throughout the day so that the battery isn't like, and then you're at the end of the day and you have nothing left. And you're like, what's for dinner? You're like, I don't know. Let's order out. Right. So it's about recharging that battery throughout the day. That's what I would think. That's what I think self-care is. It's, it's focusing on the, the little simple not easy, simple things that you can do to sh just care for yourself, right? Take a second. Like, here's another random example is like, before I go and pick my kids up at the end of the day, when I stop in the driveway and I literally will, I'll turn the car off and I'll take one minute and I'll literally I go. And then I breathe out. And then I say the word release. And then I ask myself, how do these kids need me to show up when I walk in there? Like, what, what, what do they need? For, like, how do I need to show up? How do I need to be coming in there? And I don't need to be the guy that's trying to come in and fix everything right away. It's, I just calm my body and my central nervous system so that I can show up better for these kids. So self-care like breathing before you go in and, and the 
the storm, the tornado starts because I have little, so I know. And it's like, it's just taking that second to breathe, getting some water in your body, right? It's keeping it simple and, and, and making those your lowest standard. We're pulling them, we're pulling it all back, right? So making those your lowest standard and, and living that way, right? And if your mind tries to sell you on you don't have time, you don't, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. That's just your, your old habit of not doing it. That's your old habit trying to sell you that you're not good enough. You don't deserve it, blah, 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 blah. And it's a bunch of BS and you do, and you deserve to take a second to breathe. And you could tell your children, I'm breathing now, <laughs> please go play with your brother. and then out of the mouths of babes when they need a minute they're going to turn around and say i'm breathing now like all right you got your minute yep right like the tools that again with these kinds of examples by putting our well-being choosing my words carefully because sometimes i just talk fast and i I, right not balance not putting our balance first but putting our well-being first and recognizing i need to fill my cup with a minute to breathe Yes. I talk to my brother when, he, when he's driving home from work and he's like, oh, there's Andy in the window. I got to go, sis. I'm like, yeah. Right? It, yeah. One minute. One minute. And, and what does it do for them too? Because then you're actually present. You're not just coming off of whatever. You're not still on that mental trip that you've been chewing on on your drive yeah. home. Right? Now you It's can getting be back into the body. Yeah. 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 And it's the first time they probably have made a conscious breath the whole day. Right? So it's like, that's why I say if you could split it up, one minute throughout the whole day, you know? Yes. Yeah. Or so it doesn't have to be a sacrifice yeah. no. to work some self-care in. Yeah. It is one of those habits that we need. So set a reminder, set some reminders on your phone, put a post-it oh, note, you know, on yep. the computer screen. If you don't look right past it, that's my trick. I have so yep. many post-it notes. I don't see them anymore. It's just a colorful frame. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so the systems that work for you. Yeah. Um, this is amazing. Tell folks, and we'll have a link in the show notes, but just in case they're on the move, tell folks how they can find and connect with you and stay plugged in. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast should be launching soon. It's called Release the Weight and Rise with me and Andrea Wickens. And then we, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all LinkedIn, all those places, uh, Matt Travis and uh, the potential you, dash the you potential. You got, you got your branding. Dash, oh, I do have my branding. There yeah, it is. The, the potential, potential you. dash you, right? So it's uh, it's because it's deeper than just weight release, folks. It's it's more than all this, right? So it's the mental, emotional, and physical pieces of this puzzle because that's what this takes. This this whole transformation takes, right? Uh, so I so appreciate what you do, Susie, and 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 how you show up. And I've just been such a pleasure. We will be definitely doing this again. Yes. Oh my gosh, we just scratched the surface. We could have like a whole exactly. show on every single topic exactly. that we like yep. looked into. So I'm so grateful for what you're doing, all the ways in which you show up and serve. And oh, maybe on the next conversation, we'll dig into the benefits of um, channeling your California raisin. <laughs> Maybe I'll include a picture on the on the blog. We'll see <laughs> if I get permission. All right. It's uh, thank you so much for making this doable. We can start, especially in the moments when we're like something's yeah. got to give. This time, yep. it's not. It's not you. It's this rat race that we keep keeping on. Exactly. 
Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Take good care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.